Hey everyone, welcome. This is another Devo with Patrick and Jamie, and we are in our youth room today. <laughs> yeah. Pat, you got the cross behind you. Is yep. that in your camera view? Okay, sure, good. Yeah, it sure is. Cool. <laughs> it's good being face-to-face, -face, even though we're kind of separate distance. Yeah, should we get the reference photo again? You could, like you could get time. a reference photo, that's fine. Yeah, perfect. There we go. All right. Um, and it's the afternoon, and I don't know about you guys, but in the afternoon I get sleepy, so I'm drinking coffee. Patrick, are you sleepy? In the afternoons, I sometimes take a nap. That's good. It's like a siesta. It's a very, uh, you know, Spanish. Sometimes here. the nap is 20 minutes. Sometimes the nap is two and a half hours. The perfect length of nap, I have an opinion on this. Okay. Is between 15 and 25 minutes. I any think longer and you start to get like groggy when you wake up out of it, any shorter and you're not really doing anything. But if you can like even lay down for 15 minutes, it's a good move. I think science backs that up. Oh, really? I think so. I yeah. said something scientific. I'm excited. I think so. Pat, where are we in scripture today? James chapter one. Oh man, James. Verses one through 18. All right. The beginning of James is called trials and temptations. Trials and temptations. Yeah, and it starts off with a little introduction. Verse one, this, we'll just read it and then continue on. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. That is a, quite the introduction. That is, that isn't like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Or people don't even put introductions in text messages anymore, right? They're just like, hey, or they'll send a picture of something funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They won't even funny. like, they won't even bother yeah. with an introduction. <laughs> right. Hmm, okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Trials and temptations. Starting at verse two. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of your, ooh, excuse me, if any of you, oh, if, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms fall and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade and even while they go about their business. Popcorn. <laughs> ah. All right. I guess we're, uh, I'm taking part of it. How far am I reading to? Uh, to the end of verse 18. Okay. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the, the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my brothers and sisters. 
Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. And this is some of my favorite style of scriptural writing, using lots of similes and metaphors to like really uh, artistically describe what J- James is writing about here. The other thing I love about James is James just gives like one liner after one liner. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times in scripture, something you don't want to do is you don't want to take one little line and build an entire like theology off of one little piece. Right. Because you want to look at the full context. You want to look at uh, a lot of the other issues that are surrounding that scripture. However, in James, a lot of these are pretty good standalone one lines. Oh yeah. Like you can, you can own them and they stand, they stand up for themselves without needing the full context of it. Uh, And the context just adds to it. So I guess we should start with two since we already did the greeting, right? Yeah. Yeah, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. You know, not pure joy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think going through trials is pure joy. Yeah. Um, I think this is a great way to start this off because you have to look and say, well, it's not happy to go to trial. No one's happy to go to trial, right? Right. Because tr- at trials, what happens is you have to find justice and a judge or a jury will give justice. When it's talking about trials here, these are trials like going through hardships and tough times. Um, And there's a testing involved, right? So that's verse three, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So this trial is like, is like, uh, I don't know if you've run like a time trial or something like that, right? They're testing you out. Yeah. Uh, In the NFL, it's the combine that they do where they have guys like lift weights and run the 40 yard and and all the coaches watch them and see like who the toughest and the best is. They're put through the trial. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think like in the military, there's trials that people have to go through. Yeah. Uh, Right now, a lot of people have been uh, getting vaccines and vaccines have to go through trials. They have to be tested (laughs) to make sure they work. So that's that's the kind of trial we're talking about here. Uh, It's the testing. And that's not fun, man. It'd be like if someone said, hey, consider it pure joy when you have that big calculus exam. Yeah. <laughs> that's worth half your grade. Like, consider that joy. Yeah. I would be like, nah, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, so why would it be joy, Pat? Well, verse four, let perseverance finish its work so that it may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You take that giant calculus exam and after it's done... If you got a good grade, you kind of are proving that you are a master of of calculus. You are mature and complete in calculus, and you don't lack anything, any understanding in that. Yeah. And there's something about being done with a test, you know, going through a trial. Like, we used to do a thing in football called Hell Week. Oh. <laughs> and Hell Week was, instead of having one football practice a day, you had two and we were so bad. Our coaches were like, you guys need three. Oh. And we were even that bad that our coaches like, actually, you guys need two weeks of hell week because you're so bad at football. Oh, my gosh. Um, and in every day you would lose like tons of weight just from all the running and sweating and all that that you had to do. And you're eating crazy amounts of food just to keep up. Your whole body was sore. Your arms are bruised from doing hitting drills. But at the end of it, everyone's like, well, I made it through that. I can make it through any football game, no problem. Yeah. 
And I think the same is true with uh, any kind of test or trial you go through. It's like once you have persevered, once you've made it through, uh, you feel mature, you feel complete, you feel like you're not lacking anything. You can keep going forward. Yeah, that's right. And verse five, totally different gear. Like you're saying, every verse is kind of its own message. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Okay. Well, that's like, I've, I kind of want to go and print that out. I don't have a printer, so I don't know how I would do this, but yeah, I want to pr- print it out and like tape it on my coffee machine. Well, you could just get it tattooed on your forehead if you want to. That's, I mean. yeah, but it'd have to be backwards for me. So in the mirror. Oh, it'd be that's the- true. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, um, yeah, this is one of those verses that I've gone to a lot. In fact, when I was really young, I saw this verse. And so I started to pray for wisdom. Mm. And like, kind of, if ever I didn't know what to pray for, I'd say, okay, Lord, give me wisdom. Yeah. And with faith, the trust that God was going to do it. And uh, when you know it, when I started to take spiritual gifts inventories, um, wisdom kept showing up. And I'm like, how do I have wisdom? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been praying for it. Um, but it's an important thing. Like, if we look at the story of Solomon, he's going to become king. The one thing he asked for is wisdom. Hmm. He didn't ask for uh, wealth, power. He didn't ask to be the coolest king ever, the most liked, the most loved. He asked for wisdom so that he could govern his people. Wisdom is such a cool thing because when you have wisdom, it becomes a gift for other people, right? Right. If you have money, that could just be for you. Uh, If you are intelligent, that could just be for you. But when you have true wisdom, wisdom can like actually grow into more wisdom. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it's, it's a, one of those gifts that's like super good to have. So, um, here we have James just saying straight up, like, Hey, if you feel like you lack wisdom, ask God, he's going to give it to you generously. Uh, and he's not going to do that judging you. Like you're good enough for wisdom and you're not. Um, although he does put this next warning verse six, right? Yeah. When you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Wow. So no doubt you got a full send, full send, (laughs) full send. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's important for us to remember too, is, um, when we do pray and I know a lot of us pray for things, we pray for things we really want, but when we pray and especially for wisdom here, uh, if we doubt that God's going to give us wisdom, why are we even praying for it? Right. Right. Why are we even bringing that before God? Yeah. Um, today we're in the season of Lent and a part of Lent is, uh, that we've been doing as a church is offering, uh, prayers of lament, um, in our church services and in our small group questions and things like that. And a part of a prayer of lament is you, it's a complaint. And when you bring a complaint to God, you do that, not because you don't trust God to deal with the problems of your life. You do it because you do trust God because God's the one who can make a difference. Yeah. So you bring God like your honest complaint. And we're not very good at that right now right. in general. Like I went into a shop recently. Uh, it was a muffler shop. And the guy had on the wall, it said complaint department, take a number. And it was a fake grenade with a pin on it, oh. you know, <laughs> which it's it's basically telling you like, yeah, we don't handle complaints very well here. Yeah. Like we're right. not into complaints, you know, don't bother with it. Yeah. Um. And so sometimes we're like that in our lives, right? Uh, But the thing that's cool here, and coming back to this idea of wisdom, is that 
um, we don't need to be double-minded. We don't need to think one thing and not the other. We need to just be real and be honest with God. And to go to God and say, God, I have a problem and I know you have the answer. Uh, I want wisdom on it. And then go with the wisdom that God gives you. Right. Yeah, verse seven kind of addresses that and verse eight yeah. directly addresses that. And verse seven, I feel like, is talking about the opposite of doubt, like an expectation. That yeah. person should not re- expect to receive anything from the Lord. That's like the opposite of doubt. And so it, you really have to f- find the middle ground and approach Christ with saying, I'm ready to receive yep. whatever that might be. Yeah. <laughs> not like, I, I'm expecting this God, like, Time for you to show it to me. Just have to go and receive. Yeah. And verse eight, such a person is double-minded, unstable in all they do. Mm -hmm. Because if you go to God and you're like, hey, Lord, I really want, give me a problem, Pat. Just pick a problem. problem. Any kind of problem someone would have in their life. Uh, Too much ear hair. Yeah. yeah. You're like, man, I got too much (laughs) ear hair and everyone's making fun of me for ear hair and I can't (laughs) trim it for some weird reason. Um, Because it hurts. Maybe. Maybe you have weird sensitive ears and too much ear hair. Uh, it's a weird one, but I asked, <laughs> so maybe you pray, you're like, Lord, please help me with this problem. And, but then in your mind, you don't expect to receive anything from God. Uh, basically this is saying, don't bother, right? right. You're double-minded, you're unstable. Yeah. Um, uh, but when we pray, we need to pray boldly knowing that God's going to answer that prayer. So uh, maybe another example would be, um, you are taking a test and you want to pass that test. And your prayer is like, Lord, help me pass the test. But you don't bother to study uh, or you don't even bother to like look at what the test is even about because you're (laughs) like, I'm going to fail this anyway, whatever. But Lord, maybe you'll help me out kind of a thing. Yeah. You don't really mean that, you know? Yeah. It's like you're, you're unstable in what you do. But if you're like, Lord, help me pass this test and you look at the questions and you're like, God, help me understand this material and you study and, you know, you put kind of your part into it. Sure, God can miraculously give you the answers to questions, like that can happen. But really, God is trying to shape you and move you into the person he wants you to be. And some of that takes some initiative on, on your on your part. Right. And James is kind of a, a really about that. He's about people taking initiative and doing the right thing. Uh-huh. So let's keep going. Verse 9, believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I mean, that's like, seems a little like not the right thing to do, but it's kind of backwards, right? It's like reverse thinking. Yeah. But verse 10, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wild flower. Now, I don't know if you remember Pat, but, uh, um, there was a wildflower season. I think it was two years ago. Oh yeah. It was like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, we got a lot of water and all of a sudden, like every wildflower was blooming yep. and all the, and like people were going to, I think Lake Elsinore was a popular place. Yep. People were mobbing Lake Elsinore. There was traffic where there had never been traffic before. Yeah. Uh, there was like, everyone was taking pictures. It was like, you know, Instagram picture central place. I was part of that craze. Yeah. You there. were part of the craze. Yeah. It was like the thing to do. Yeah. But what it was so funny to me is give it a couple months and they're all gone. Yeah. It's like split second. They're there and yeah. then they're gone. It's like the most impressive thing you've ever seen and then it's gone. Yeah. So James is saying this is true of people who are rich, uh, people who are wealthy, people who uh, are in, you know, these kind of high and elevated places. Um, 
like, yeah, sure, they seem to be in like a really, you know, high, rich, uh, elevated place, but it's going to pass away as quick as those wildflowers pass away. Right? Yeah. Um, and so there's no reason to take pride in it. Right. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, it blossom, its blossoms fall and its beauty is destroyed in the same way the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how much money you have, James is kind of saying here. He's like, if you feel like you're poor or you're in humble circumstances, be okay with that. Yeah. You know, I read a verse the other day that was saying, um, it was in Proverbs. And it was like, Lord, give me only as, you know, basically give me what I need. Don't make me rich so that I forget about you and don't make me poor uh, so that I have to steal. Right. Um, there is this good place of being like just ready to uh, get your next thing from God yeah. instead of like having your trust in, in your wealth. Right. Yeah. Verse 12, blessed is the one who preserves under the trial. Persevere. Perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Yeah. So now we're getting a <laughs> blessing, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, blessed is the person who perseveres under trial. Um, they made it through the test. They'll receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised those who love him. Um, the crown of life, that's kind of a cool idea uh, that you will, we'll make it through. We're going to make it through all of this. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of a cool deal. I mean, I th I feel like a lot of people right now are probably thinking about being in the trial of coronavirus. Right. Um, and you're like, man, I've persevered through quarantine. I've persevered through online school. I've persevered through 12 hours of zoom meetings in one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've persevered through, um, not being able to be with my friends. Yeah. I've persevered, you know, all these things that people are having to persevere through and, you know, I don't think a lot of people are thinking, I'm going to be better for this on the other end. Most people are like, I want to be done with this. Yeah. I don't care if I'm better for it. I just want to be done with it. But we see here that when we go through these trials, um, and these are not trials for just trial's sake. These are trials for the Lord. Like, yeah. Right? Like you're doing the right thing for God. When you stand up and do the right thing for God, it doesn't mean you're going to not have trials. You're going to have trials. But when you persevere under those trials, here's what's the reward on the other end. It's not that you're going to be rich. Yeah. Uh, it's that you're going to have this crown of life. Yeah. Um, you're going to have this eternal life through Jesus Christ, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I think at the beginning of this whole coronavirus thing, uh, a lot of people, you know, everyone, there's a few fads that came up like br baking bread. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big. I'm a baker I'm, now. Uh, yeah. That's new. So that's what I'm going to do. And maybe some other ones. Uh, and that's like something that also we people have received. You know, you said a lot of people are ready to just be done with it. I'm in that boat. But you can't forget things that you've learned along the way. Yeah, I mean, we've made how many of these Devos? <laughs> this is number 93. This is our 93rd <laughs> Devo. We would have not made a single one of these. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So if you're listening to this, uh, this is a byproduct of a trial right yeah that's right there you go verse 13 when tempted no one should say god is tempting me for Oof. god cannot be tempted by evil nor does he tempt anyone uh, i like that <laughs> i like it too but it's so troubling to me for a couple reasons um we see in scripture jesus is led out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil mm -hmm. so 
or the Holy Spirit leads him to the wilderness. And in the wilderness, he's tempted by the devil. So you might say that like, well, the Holy Spirit didn't lead him to be tempted. The devil was the one who was doing the tempting. Um, but then it says here that God cannot be tempted. You're like, well, wait, Jesus was tempted. And I guess you could say Jesus was tempted, but more of Jesus went through the trials of being tempted, but he wasn't really tempted. Like he was going to win that no matter what, you right. know, like yeah. it wasn't ever close. <laughs> it wasn't like Jesus was like, ah, okay, fine. Like I'll do the wrong thing. Um, but the cool thing here is that nor does he tempt anyone. Right. So this is like, get a good example. When I was a kid, my, my brother was always getting in trouble for doing stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I just thought like, this is all his problem. We were at my grandmother's house and my grandmother went into a drawer and pulled out like a giant handful of fireworks. Oh, <laughs> Like, yeah. Why does a grandma need a pile of fireworks? I don't know. And, and my brother was pretty young and she said, I'm going to go to the store. You boys stay here and whatever you do, don't play with the fireworks. Oh, right. Gosh. And then she left. And what did my brother do? He lit those bad boys up like right away, you know, yeah, like, he's yeah. like fireworks. We're going to like what? And he got in trouble for it. But, uh. but I look back on that and I'm like, wait a minute. Why didn't my grandma show him a pile of fireworks before she left? Yeah. The like, nail. Yeah. <laughs> that was tempting. She inadvertently, or I don't think it was on purpose, but she inadvertently <laughs> tempted him to jump in and to light those fireworks. So yeah, sometimes we think the same is true of God. That God gives us these rules, like the apple in the Garden of Eden, right? Or the fruit. He gives, there's these good things and he puts them up there and he's like, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Don't deal with that. Yeah. That's not really how it is. God doesn't tempt anyone. When we're tempted by something, we cannot give the blame to God. Instead, we need to realize this is our own evil desire. Yeah. Like in verse 14. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. And in verse 15, then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin when it is, when it is full grown gives birth to death. Yep. And in Romans, it tells us for the wages of sin is death. And this is what this thing is saying too. It's like, you're going to be tempted. Temptation is going to lead to sin. Sin is going to lead to death. And that's true. And like, is it wrong that you're tempted by something? No, it's not wrong. What's wrong is when you allow that to become sin. Yeah. Because right? so, it's not from Christ. Yeah. So let's say you're walking by and you know you're not supposed to like eat a cake or something that someone made. And you see the cake and you're like, I want to eat that cake. You know, yeah. wanting to do that. Pat, you're like, I can go over some cake right now. <laughs> yeah. um, wanting to eat that cake is not a sin. Right. It may be a desire or a temptation, uh, but you're not actually acting on it because your actions matter. And again, this is a big, big, big uh, theme of James is that your actions matter. And so James is sort of showing here that, yes, there is temptation, but there's also um, the acting on temptation, which would be sin. And when you act on temptation, the ultimate thing that that makes is death. It does not bring life. It brings death. Yeah. Yeah. And then where were we? Uh, 16. Verse 16, yeah. (laughs) So this is a good follow-up to that little paragraph, verse 16. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. It's like, okay. Okay. Uh, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Yeah. 
So, so this is another verse that people have used pretty standalone too, right? Yeah. Uh, he, he's James is shouting this out. He's like, "Hey, don't be deceived. Don't don't get this wrong. Yeah. Everything that's good and perfect, it's from God, right? Yeah. The good and perfect things that are out there are not from temptations from the devil, right? All these good things, uh, every good and perfect gift is from God. God does not change. He's the father of heavenly lights. When you think about the heavenly lights, uh, you're thinking about basically like the stars and everything that's up there. Yeah. Um, and in my Bible, um, it has a reference to Genesis 1.16 where it says, God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day, the lesser night to govern the night. He also made the stars. Uh, it also references Psalm 136 that said he made the great lights, his love endures forever. Daniel 2.22, he reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. There's a lot about God being connected to light and yeah. heavenly lights, right? Right. And there's the best thing. God doesn't change like shifting shadows. You think about how much your shadow changes in a day. Oh, yeah. Right? It's the coolest time lapses, in my opinion, are shadows of like a tree and you know time oh, time yeah. lapse they yep. go fast and then stars after that but i like the ones with the shadows yeah you kind of maybe even like see the sun go too <laughs> well it's cool because the shadows sort of mark a day right you can even get yeah. a calendar like a, a sundial that's based on the shadow oh, of yeah, the sun like right the triangle thing yeah yeah, yeah a little triangle <laughs> thing you like line it all up but god doesn't change so i like to think about it like this like god isn't grumpy in the morning <laughs> and then yeah. happy in the afternoon. You yeah. Know? Some of you, some of us are like, we're grumpy in the morning and happy in the afternoon or sleepy in the afternoon and like stoked in the morning, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> God doesn't change like that. Mm -hmm. uh, God is God. God is consistent. Yeah. Um, and in our lives, when a lot of things aren't consistent to have something that is and to have a God who is consistent is a big deal. So yeah, God and does not change like shifting shadows. Uh, verse 18 he chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Nice. That's created pretty, in the image right? of God. Yeah. We're creating the image of God and he chose to make us. And when he's saying like to give us birth, he's talking about this new birth that John talks about. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if anyone wants to follow Jesus, they, they have to be born again. Mm -hmm. And so this new birth is understanding, knowing, trusting, in Jesus Christ. And yeah. so this is the new birth that he's talking about, right? G God chose to give us birth through the word of truth. And that word of truth is the word that comes from Jesus is the gospel, the good news that we might be the kind of first fruits of all he created. So we're, so James is comparing himself and the apostles and all the Christians of this time. He gets it. He's like, yeah, we're the first Christians. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. he is like, James is traditionally, this is like the brother of Jesus. Mm. He's like from right at the beginning of it right he's yeah. one of the first fruits from you know that that tree right um and and he's excited about it and i think that's awesome yeah um and i think you should be excited about it if you have faith in jesus christ this is something to be pumped on right absolutely yeah sweet so we're gonna be working through james over the next 11 weeks on wednesdays so get ready get ready and if you have a favorite like standalone verse in james make sure you email that to Patrick or to myself. Yeah. In We'd fact, I got an email from someone that like, watched these yesterday. Love it. And they were just asking for some help. And yeah. Cool. So I texted them and I wasn't able to offer the help they asked for, but I was able to pray for them. So there we go. Sometimes Crazy. that's the best help that anyone can need. Yeah, that's right. All right, everyone. Have a good one. Bye.